Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a new edition of the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. My name is Mike Griffin, joined as always by Noah Tronley and Tom Russo's. Gentlemen, two weeks from tonight is opening kickoff of the 2021 NFL season. Yeah, I can it, smell it. It can't come soon enough. I can't. I can't wait to watch Tom Brady just light up the Cowboys' defense. <laughs> I cannot wait until the Sundays are filled with football. Oh God! Cannot no. wait. It's been too long. The football offseason is so long, and we got an extra game this year. I mean, come on, seventeen yeah, games, I, more football. Weeks of football. And I can't wait to see like stadiums packed again. Yes. Oh, uh, it's, it's going to feel so much better. I mean, I know COVID is still a threat, but. Just to have the stadiums filled, and of course, hopefully, most of them if all will be vaccinated, and whatnot. It's going to be amazing just to have it all back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did miss that last year. Empty stadium football was fine, but it wasn't. It it's wasn't. The it's it's not the same. I, I feel like that was the same with every sport. The empty oh, yeah. stadiums just don't uh, didn't work. Honestly, like football was bad, but just like just a little caveat here: the worst one was no fan hockey. No yeah, fan the, hockey the, is the, terrible. The fans, the, no fans every like the playoffs felt weird when there were no fans. Ugh. Yeah, the Super well, Bowl even Canada didn't had. have fans up until the end, right? And yeah, the after. Super Bowl was the I think the only game that had fan or had some fans. We had no fans in the regular season for the most part. Mm-hmm. All right, so on tonight's episode. We're going to do our final two division previews. We're going to preview the AFC West and the best division in football, the NFC West. Next week, we're going to do our whole NFL preview, you know, talk predictions, stuff like that. We're going to start tonight with some news, starting quarterback news. And let's start in Duval because Urban Meyer – well, he tried to keep it as secret as he could, but I think the whole world knew. Trevor Lawrence is going to start week one against the Houston Texans. So the number one overall pick is going to start. Tom, I'll start with you. Um, we're not surprised, are we, that Trevor Lawrence is starting? Definitely not surprised. I do feel a little bad for Mr. Garner Minshew, though, because I – I think we all know that he could probably be a starter in this league. And so that hurts, but uh, definitely not surprised. This was a guy that we knew was going to be ready for the NFL. I'm very excited to watch him play, even though I feel bad for him in the organization he's in and his code. <laughs> I am excited to watch him play uh, NFL st- uh, regular season football. I know we all probably are. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hyped for them, even though I don't like that team because I wanted Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> but I well, still hey, cannot wait. Hey, hey, they have no one to blame but themselves, Tom. That's true. But aside yeah, from that, can't wait to watch him uh, and see. Uh, the hype is for real. This is Andrew Luck level hype, maybe more. So he needs to uh, to do. Can't be totally terrible, otherwise the media is whatever media they have in Jacksonville is going to be very upset with. <laughs> yeah, no, th- this is no surprise at all. I I, I loved hearing the rumors and I. I loved hearing it. My brother tried telling me the other day. I was like, yo, I can't wait for Lawrence to start week one. And, uh, or he was mentioning that he's going to Cincinnati week four when the Jags go there. And he's like, oh, I could see Lawrence versus Burrow. And I'm like, you're going to see Lawrence versus Burrow. And he's like, I don't know. Urban Meyer might not start him. I'm like, he's starting him. You can't not start Lawrence. 
if you did if you did that, the crowd would just turn on you instantly. You know, so yeah, it, this is not a surprise. Lawrence was destined to be the week one starter unless he came out and just absolutely stunk, which I think was very unlikely. Um, uh, but I think it'll be. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, especially on the offensive side. I think they've got some players who they can make some plays. I think Shark can definitely. You know, he's had a couple thousand yard seasons. I love Lavisca Chanel. Uh, you know, ETN is out for the season. That was another yeah, big season. Yeah. Uh, but, but hey, they still have James Robinson, who again had a thousand yards last year. So they have a dynamic offense, I think, waiting for Mr. Lawrence. Okay. So uh, I agree. This was the right call because you don't draft a guy number one and then just sit him on the bench. Yeah. That, that you can't make, do that. That doesn't make much sense here. But I want to bring this part into the conversation because they're playing the Texans. And I think we're, we're when we all do predictions next week, I don't think many of us are going to have the Houston Texans winning many football games. Two, maybe. Right. If he if they were playing a different opponent, would it be Gardner Minshew in there? I think it would. It, it would depend. I mean, it, here's the thing. If let's say it was the Rams and you have Aaron Donald on the other side, then maybe you think about it. Mm-hmm. But when it's Houston, it's they don't have a they've lost their best pass rusher of all time. They really don't have a pass rush. So yeah, I think you're fine. But maybe, maybe if it's a different team with a great defensive line that can get after Trevor Lawrence, maybe you do think about it because they did have a moment in the preseason game where he dove for a first down. And I think a lot of Jags fans' hearts stopped. But he got nailed by, like, three different Saints. Uh, yeah, personally, I don't think I would think about it. I'm okay with throwing him to the Wolves, even if it is against the Rams. I think you could argue, you know, you ever watched that show Bar Rescue with John Taffer and they do the stress test? Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with giving him a stress test, honestly, just because I, I, maybe I do want to see that week one. Let's see him against the high, the Aaron Donald week one, just so I know where, like, the floor is, you know. or if <laughs> So I'm okay with it either way. And I think the fans are really going to be happy that it's happening week one. And they should start selling tickets because, I mean, in my opinion, I would think they could sell out the stadium, right? I mean, it's Trevor freaking Lawrence. It's Trevor Lawrence. Well, I don't know if they're at, at home week one, though, are they? Th- no, they're in Houston. They're okay. at home week two. Ah, okay. But, and you brought up the Rams. It's not the Rams. It's the Denver Broncos who will go in there. Ooh, we'll segue to the Denver Broncos in a moment. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think Trevor Lawrence is the right guy to start. I feel bad for Gardner Minshew because I do think he should be a starter in this league. I wonder if if a starting quarterback goes down, did someone call Jacksonville about Minshew? There, there's definitely some trade bait there, I think, with Jacksonville. Yeah, I think they're there, I think they're holding on to him being like, okay, let's kind of keep yeah. him around because we know we know you're talented. We know that you could be a starting quarterback. So we'll see, we'll hold on to you. And then when someone goes down or something, yeah, if someone goes we can down. Shoot. That that's or if, the first. Or say ball. say New Orleans. Let's say Winston just doesn't pan out. Maybe New Orleans tries a shot on Minshew. Well, well, that's my thought too. You can hold on to him and wait for someone to get desperate and then get one hell of a pick. And I'm sure Jacksonville, they're still rebuilding. They they could take picks all day long. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you brought up. No, who'd you just say? I'm blanking. The at. Saints. You said the Saints. I'm thinking other NFC team. Maybe not one who's going to be as hotly contested 
But if Jalen Hurts goes down in Philly, you're going to entrust your faith in Joe Flacco? Yeah. You don't want to do that. No. <laughs> you want to go out and get Minshew at that stage. Listen, any we don't wish injury on anyone. So any quarterback that goes down, Gardner Minshew, I would call Jackson. Pittsburgh, if Ben goes down, you're going to this go is, with Dwayne. I Hanks. mean, this is an interesting one. What if Daniel Jones continues to struggle? Do you take the shot on Minshew? <sighs> I, I think for where the Giants are, and I wouldn't hate the move. They also have two first round picks in comic. Uh-huh. So year. they could they could just they could it. do it, but theoretically, I wonder if the Giants, if Daniel Jones is not the answer, and we can talk about that, you know, later date. I wonder if they try to throw some stock in that Aaron Rodgers mix next offseason. Or, definitely could. Or, and hear me out on this one, if Russell Wilson wants back out of Seattle, which we don't know about he what's could. going on with that, that, I think the Giants and Russell Wilson would be a match made in heaven. Yeah, I definitely. Know he, I know he wasn't on their, his list of teams, but that makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Trevor Lawrence will start. Not shocking. Flip side, I said week two, the Jaguars play the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos announced their starting quarterback. It's Teddy Bridgewater. It is not Drew Lock it up. It's Teddy Bridgewater. He'll be the starter week one for the Broncos. I love it. I love everything about it. Because Teddy Bridgewater will not turn the football over. He doesn't throw those unnecessary picks. Yes. He doesn't take unnecessary risks. And the Denver Broncos, I'm going to yell it from the rooftops, are ready to win. They are. They have a We're going to talk about them later because I want to talk about a specific group later. But they can win. They're not going to win the AFC West. They're not going to do it. But you can't sit there and tell me they can't contend for a wild card spot. 100% they could. They Um, can, and I think we agreed they would even last year, even with Drew Locke, that they could. But unfortunately, Von Miller got hurt. uh, The receiver, uh, uh, Sutton, Sutton Sutton got hurt. And then we were like, okay, this season. Von Miller Miller got hurt, too. Yeah, he he got hurt real early, too. Yeah, he got hurt, I think, before the season. Yeah. And um, that was, we, I think we agreed, okay, this team could have went nine and seven, even with Drew Locke. And now, you know, they got hurt. Now they got a better quarterback, in my opinion, than Drew Locke that's getting ready to start. I think the team is, is going to come together. And I think they're right back in that nine and seven, well, I guess it's nine and eight now range, in nine, my opinion. Eight, ten, ten, seven, eight. And uh, I don't know. I haven't picked the schedule yet, but I think they'll be around that eight, nine wins. And, I, and I'm really happy for Teddy Bridgewater. This, this guy just feels like a guy that's been not screwed over, but just had the worst luck of any guy ever. And let's not forget. This guy went to the playoffs with the Minnesota Vikings before his ter- terrible injury and was a terrible field goal away from beating Seattle in round one. And who knows what they could have done past then. And then he gets his injury, you know, terrible comes back, goes and signs with the jets for a year, but Sam Darnold, they drafted Sam Darnold. So he couldn't start there. Then he goes to Carolina for a year. He does really Saints well. First. He went or, to the sorry, Saints. Saints. So guess goes to the Saints. Plays really well there, but they don't want to do it with him. They they go with Drew Brees for another year, and 
bring in Jameis Winston as the backup. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Carolina, plays really well there for a year. They trade for Sam Darnold and trade him out. And this just feels like a guy who has just never yeah. gotten a solid starting spot. And I feel like he just so deserves one. He does. He does deserve one. And go ahead, Tom. It's been a long, strange trip for him. I mean, he's been everywhere around the sun. Hasn't found his real spot yet. But I think that there's ever been a situation more inviting. It might be this one. I, I like the receivers. I think it's got he's got a chance to win here. Either that or I keep saying, if Winston and Taysom Hill struggle, please go back to the Saints. You did so yeah. well there. So backpedaling, when he was with the Saints, I thought that maybe he would – Yeah, I thought he that would be the answer, that when uh, when Breeze would, would be gone, they would want to put in Bridgewater as his successor. Didn't exactly. pan out. And that would have been maybe a better situation than the Broncos situation. But that's the only well, one. And I hate it so much just because a little tangent here. I hate it so much because Breeze announced his retirement after Carolina traded him to Denver. I was like, oh, if you had just announced your retirement a little bit earlier, the state should have immediately gone for Teddy. Well, who says Carolina would have traded him within the division? That's true. All right, Tom, you brought up schedule before. So here's how Denver opens up. Mm -hmm. They open up at the Giants. It's a winnable game. It's a very, very winnable game. They then they play the Jaguars, winnable, winnable game. game. Then they play the Jets, <laughs> very winnable game. Uh, win. <laughs> then they play the Ravens. Uh, probably a loss. Probably a loss. But hey, look with that defense, if they stop Lamar, who knows? And if they win those first three, I mean it's three and one. Mm. And <laughs> then they play Pittsburgh. Winnable. And that's very winnable. That's my, a winnable game. Opinion. Then they play the Raiders. Winnable. Very winnable. Then they play Cleveland. Eh, tough. A tough win. one. Interesting. But... I think that's a Thursday night game, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Then they play Washington. Winnable. Winnable. The Cowboys. Winnable. Close up, maybe. And, maybe F- and Philly before they go on their bye week. They wow. could really be on a big win streak. They, yeah, could, be like eight, they could be like 8-2. and two. That could be at the worst six and four, you know, like something like that. Five, five and five at the worst. And then and they have a stretch after their bye week where they play the Lions and the Bengals. There you two, go. two wins right there, honestly. That could Those be your eight nine wins. Win. Yeah, this team can win. And Vic Fangio, you got to believe in that defense. You know, Denver's not far away. So Teddy Bridgewater is the starter there. We still have competitions in New Orleans. And New England, although I, I'm going to say this, so you guys can call me nuts. After the performance Monday night, James Winston should be the starter for the New Orleans 100%. Saints. 100%. He was 100%. really good. Well, that, and I think Mac Jones should be the starter for New England. Uh, Cam, that's he a, is, I think. Cam yeah, is, Cam, you got to be done with him. Like, he's just he's not there. I think but, it's starting to get pretty well known that Mac Jones is going to be that week one starter. I really have the feeling. I don't think they're always going to waste their time with Cam Newton. Why would you? I just wonder, though, because if you're Bill Belichick, think about this. You start Cam the first two, three games just to see what he does for you. Mm-hmm. Week four, everyone's talking Tom Brady's coming to town. Tom Brady. Belichick steals the headlines. Mac Jones debuts week four. Could happen. Who knows? I mean, that that is going to be, I think, the most watched regular season game of all time. Everyone's going to tune into Brady. You're going back to New England. 
Oh, everybody. Yeah. Like, I don't care even if the Cowboys on Sarah play at that time. I'm going to be watching. Oh, it, it, no, they won't be. It's a Sunday night game. Oh, Sunday night. Okay. F- oh, my Sunday God. Night. That is going to have so many eyes on it. Oh, yeah. They had to put that prime time. Oh, yeah. Come on. Collinsworth's not going to miss that opportunity. He's going to tell you he loves everybody. Especially he loves everybody. Love you, Chris Collinsworth. All right. So we'll see what happens once New Orleans and New England name their starting quarterbacks. Hopefully that'll be by next week, but we'll wait and see. On to some other news. We're going to stay in the AFC West because there was a story out of the athletic this week. And if you can't see the humor in this, I don't know what's wrong with you. (laughs) The athletic reported that the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh boy called the Chicago Bears in the offseason to see what it would take to acquire Khalil Mack. Ding, ding. (laughs) Well, let me just say one thing. Yes, the team would be better with Khalil Mack on it, but let me say another thing. Why did you get rid of them? (laughs) What are they doing? Like is, I thought that was They're a just joke. Re- but you know what it is? They just took forever to realize their mistake. Like now they're realizing, oh yeah, we could have had him. I mean, what were you uh, giving up too? Do they even have picks to give up? They were probably going to give up their entire draft. Number I, I, <laughs> one, your first thought is, I, I if you're the Bears and you pick up that phone call, do you just say? You do know you're the guys who gave us Khalil Mack. Okay, honestly, let me just And ask you said you, over the phone, no trade backs. Let, let me just let me just <laughs> ask this. Is there like let's just say that like the Raiders go absolutely crazy? Like it's three future first round picks. No. I'm not, not even that. Can they even afford that contract? They're paying car. I mean, a lot of money. <laughs> I know if maybe it was just like they're paying John Gruden ten million a year too. <laughs> I just I just wondered if maybe it was like if like the Raiders went ridiculous, like would it be enough? If you're the Bears, if you if if the Bears had any interest, you could put pit teams against each other in this deal. Yeah. The problem I have is you ha- the Raiders had him. Yeah, the Raiders you had, had him. Khalil Mack in your building. What is the point of gi- giving? Giving him up. Did you realize everyone else on your defense stinks? Apparently. I, I mean, I the, the the most famous play for the Raiders last year on defense is the guy who's grabbing Fitzy's face mask as he's completing that pass <laughs> in week 16. <laughs> like, Jeez. look, you drafted Clellan Farrell number four overall. That hasn't worked out, and that's not a knock on Flow and Farrell. The problem is you had Khalil Mack, and you, you just traded him. For no reason. It's not like he wanted to leave. But, like, I, I, we're going to talk more about the Raiders in a little bit, and I really want to hit on this subject then, but I figured, you know what, we could come back to it. But I just wonder, man, if John Gruden is just – is John Gruden trying to outsmart himself? He's trying too hard. Yeah, like, I don't know what he's trying to prove when 
He wants Mack is the premier pass rusher in the league. He wants to believe that, like you said, Mike. He wants to believe they smart himself. He wants to believe that. Oh, I'll take this guy in the at number like kind of go back to the draft. I'll take this guy at number four overall. Everyone will think everyone will think I'm stupid, but I'm gonna make him work and make him eat my words. But it's like, no, you gotta go with that guy. It's like, oh, I'll get Khalil Mack back, and I'll de- my demons will be fantastic. It's like, no, you had him. You but, let him go. Like, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are both guys fighting for their jobs. They're not going to give up the best player on their entire team. They probably would lose their job on that alone if they <laughs> did. But, but I'm sure the Bears said during the phone call, you sure you don't want Nick Foles? <laughs> I would have been saying, do you think we're as stupid as you to trade away Khalil Mack? I, I mean, that doesn't, <laughs> to me, that just doesn't make sense. No, you know, I mean, they, they d- did sign Yannick Ngakwe, but the report was before they signed Ngakwe, they made this call. I mean, yeah, you could go trade for Khalil Mack. I can go call about Aaron Donald getting traded, and it's just yeah. not going to happen. I mean, and it also, it does almost sound crazy. It's crazy, so crazy where it's like, I don't know if maybe this even happened. I wonder if the athletics maybe really taking liberties with this one. You know what I mean? You know, it's you know. I, I well, I mean, sources can get things wrong, um, you know, from time to time. But when multiple people have it out there, yeah, I just know the athletic was the first one. Boy, uh, that's insane, though. I, I it doesn't get more Raiders than that. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Oh, uh, so. The Raiders did try for Cleo Mack. We'll talk about the Raiders more in a few minutes. We will start our division breakdowns with the AFC West. So as we've done the past number of weeks with every other division, we're going to take last place team. We'll go in reverse order from last to first. We'll talk about moves they've made in the offseason. And, you know, see if we got some questions about these teams. But – AFC West, the last place team is actually one of the teams we just talked about. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah. So we brought up before Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starting quarterback week one. And we were talking about this kind of sort of hinting at it. So you look at this receiving core. Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy, who, by the way, he's going to have a breakout year. K.J. Handler, Noah Fant can also have a breakout year. Then you had Javante Williams to Melvin Gordon. Teddy Bridgewater's got the weapons. Now, I don't think they're the team in Kansas City, but these aren't bad weapons. No, not at all. I mean, I I, I always loved Portland Sun. I love when a guy has a great year. And, like, I remember two years ago – the guy has like 65 catches, like eight touchdowns, and like a thousand over a thousand yards of city, and no one's talking about him. No one's talking about it. It's like, is no one paying attention to this? Like, this guy is playing at an incredible level right now. And we go into next season, everyone's like, oh, Cortland Sun's like number 12, like maybe number like 20th best receiver in the league. It's like, what? Do we not remember what he did last year? And, you know, he has the injury last year, which was terrible. So, I, I think – I expect a really bounce-back season from him. If him and Jerry Judy can get going, ooh, watch out. Yeah, I echo a bit of what Noah said. I really think this the one-two punch in the receiving core is strong. I think Teddy Bridgewater, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. But I think he's a guy, like we said, 
kind of a safe pick, yeah. And I think he's a safe choice to lead this team. Um, I, I hope the Javante Williams pick works out. He needs to start producing because they did kind of take him, I think, of maybe a little bit prematurely. I didn't really understand the pick a whole lot. Um, but I trust the offense, and I think the defense we know is going to be average or better without a doubt. And just getting the fact that they'll have Von Miller back is huge. I mean, I think we all know that he's the anchor of that defense. And without him, I don't expect the team to do anything. I expect them to be in last place like they were last year without him. Uh, but I do have a little bit of concern because Von Miller is not the youngest guy. And this was a bad injury uh, about how good he'll be when he returns. But if he's playing as like half as good as he was before the injury, uh, I think the, the Broncos are set up to possibly be the, an easy wildcard team that wins eight, nine games. Uh, so that, that's my opinion on, on them for the most part. Okay, to Noah's point earlier, Cortland Sutton 2019 in 16 games played 72 catches for, a thousand, one thousand, for 1,112 yards and six touchdowns. That's coming yeah. off a year in 8-20, two catches, 704 yards, and four touchdowns. So he put together back-to-back really good years before last year, one game, three catches, 66 yards. Yeah, three mm-hmm. catches for 66 yards. He's a deep – he's a good possession receiver and can go deep if he needs to. Yeah, and Jerry Judy – Jerry Judy's going to have breakout. We can't judge Jerry Judy off last year. Uh, and the quarterback play was abysmal. He was, getting, he was getting double teamed the entire game. You know, may, maybe the running game gets going with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Philip Lindsay's now out. He's in Houston. But, but this Denver team, man, they are – they could be something special. Mm-hmm. Tom, you brought up Von Miller, so – my question to you is how many sacks do Von Miller and Bradley Chubb combine for? <laughs> combine for, I think they'll be in that uh, at least 15 range, uh, 15 to 20. I'll go 20. I think 20. I think each of them can get. I think Miller, he's definitely not the MVP level, or he didn't win MVP, but like Super Bowl MVP. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He's not that level anymore, but he's still dangerous as hell. Um, I'll say. Yeah, I'll say 15-20, definitely. I think Chubb can get seven or nine. Vaughn can easily get 10 or 12, easy. I think they're in that 15-20 range also. Because if they're together, you can't double them both. Nope. Exactly. And, and, and that's going to be awesome. All right. On to the team who finished in third place with a record of seven and nine. And all nine of those losses could have been in the last minute or so because that's what it felt like to be a Los Angeles Charger. Yeah. Anthony Lynn's out. Brandon Staley comes in. Year two for Justin Herbert. Let's start on the other side of the ball because that's where Brandon Staley's bread and butter is. They've got Derwin James back. He missed all of last year. That's very impactful for this defense. You have that. I, I don't want to call him an Ed Reed-like or a Troy Palomalu-like, but having that kind of quarterback in the secondary, and that's what Derwin James is, and, that's going to uh, be crucial for this team. And, of course, don't forget, you got top five pass rusher in the league in Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Hmm. 
he's top five, right? Pass roster? Yeah. Oh, he's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he like, he's, in he's definitely in that in that TJ Watt, Aaron Donald company. Yeah. I, I, gonna be a little different this year. They did not bring back Melvin Ingram. Which so. surprised me. I'm surprised they didn't bring him back. I yeah, guess they were so. just tired of the injuries. Uh, he, I, I, he, he was hurt again, wasn't he? He had some injury issues. And, and also, it comes down to money some of the times with yeah. some of these guys. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way it goes. But Der- Derwin James is back. I think that's important. All right. Everyone fell in love with Justin Herbert last year. And, and look, I'm, I'm not knocking Justin Herbert. He had a phenomenal rookie year where he – hold on. As – as I'm waiting for the ESPN stats page to load. It certainly was phenomenal. It was. Easily the best rookie quarterback season I think we've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. So he completed 66% of his passes for 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 picks. And they made it a point of emphasis this offseason, upgrade his protection. Corey Lindsley, center from the Green Bay Packers, is now in Los Angeles. And a very dependable center for years. Dependable. Aaron Rodgers wanted him back. I think that's just enough. They drafted Rayshon Slater from Northwestern to also anchor down on that line. Mm -hmm. The problem for the church, and it's the same question we have every year, can they stay healthy? Well, you have to think eventually they'll be healthy. But I know Derwin, you mentioned Derwin James. That's a guy. Got to stay healthy. Uh, Eckler's got to stay Allen's healthy. Stay healthy. Tom, I'm so happy you brought up Keenan Allen. <laughs> I'm so happy. No, I did. I he's am. amazing. Yeah, he's so, amazing so, if he can stay healthy. <laughs> well, look, look, last year he played in 14 games. Did a good job last year. 100 catches for 992 yards and eight touchdowns. Insane. The next cl- then Mike Williams in 15 games played 48 catches for 756 and five touchdowns. The next closest guy was 52 catches behind Keenan Allen. Wow. Third place <laughs> was th- third in receiving was Hunter Henry. He's no longer there. Yep, he's gone. <laughs> they have to find someone. Th- th- this is my goal for the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. For the love of Keenan Allen, have someone opposite him who can make plays. That's what you need. Yeah, either you got to find. Hoping, I'm hoping it's Jalen Guyton. <laughs> this and, guy, and Guyton, he was decent at the end last year. Guyton last year, tw- 28 catches, 511 yards, and three touchdowns. So I think he started, uh, you know, he's he young. He started to build yeah. some rapport with uh, – Herbert, I think he's going to emerge as the number two. Either, so pick him up in your fantasy leagues. He's probably either on the either him or Mike Williams has to step up big time. Well, the, the, to me, Mike Williams. This is a, we talk about make or break years for quarterbacks. Mike Williams, I mean, he's been banged up a lot. He came yeah. in with he came in with all the hype in the world. Too. And, and let's not forget look, he had a thousand yard season two years ago, right? With mm-hmm. with Philip Rivers. Give me yes, one second. Did. I believe he did. Or he was very close. Yeah, I think he had like 950-something. Yeah, so he he was emerging, and he's pretty young, as could be that big, strong number two. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I remember him uh, in Clemson with like Deion Kane and with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. 
And I was excited for them when they drafted him. I was like, oh my God, this guy's gonna be amazing for them. You paired with Keenan Allen and because Keenan Allen's also is getting older, he's not gonna be there forever. So right. these young guys like Guyton and uh well, Mike Williams, I don't know exactly how old he is, but I think he's younger than Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is gonna be 27 in October. So okay. if you go back to 2019, Tom, you had 49 catches. For a thousand yards on the dot and two touchdowns. Wow! See, so he, he had a thousand yard season. And in which... 2018, he had 43 mm-hmm. catches for 664 and 10 touchdowns. He's a so touchdown he's a strong guy. number. The two touchdowns, number. you know, are are nice. He's like a he's like a AJ Green kind of. He, he's he's just... he needs just to stay healthy to give that presence. Same right. with Eckler. He needs mm-hmm. to stay healthy because one of the great things about Melvin Gordon, who's no longer there, but in Denver, Melvin Gordon was reliable. Yeah. So I want to pose this question about Herbert because I think a lot was made last year, and he was excellent. I'm not doing this to talk badly of him at all. I think it's very beneficial for three things. One, he did take reps with the first team during mini camp and, and training camp, unlike certain other rookie quarterbacks. Two, he goes to a place where he's where there's an expectation of winning the Chargers. He's not going to a rebuilding situation. Three, and this this is not what it's going to sound like, but Joe Burrow got hurt. And as good as Tua was, Tua, you know, did go six and three. Tua was not relied upon to be the guy Justin Herbert was. No. Now that said, film comes around on Justin Herbert a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to regress because I don't think so. I think he's that good. But do you think we, we, we overvalue him a little bit just based on the facts of Burrow got hurt, Tua struggled, but here's this guy who's leading this team that the Chargers are in every game, whether they win or lose it. I think the main problem here isn't just with Justin Herbert. It's with a lot of rookie quarterbacks. So many of these guys, they'll come into the league and they'll light the league on fire year one, and everyone will be like, oh, this guy's amazing. He's going to be amazing for a long time. It's like, Okay, fair enough, but he was an unknown commodity. No one really knew what he was going to do in the in the pros. But now, like you said, like everyone's got film on him, and everyone knows now this kid ain't no joke. So play him for you know, not saying they didn't play him for him, but play him tough now. So and that's why I think a lot of quarterbacks they struggle in their second year because what worked for them a year ago doesn't work anymore because the team now knows what you're going to do. So. This is where the true test of a, of a rookie quarterback going into a second year really comes. Can you adjust to when teams adjust to you? You got to adjust the adjust, basically. And I do think they did, did him a disservice. I, I Listen, I know why Anthony Lynn was fired, and I get it. But I think you're doing the kid a disservice when he's just grasping this offense. And now he's got to learn a whole new offense. That's just me. All right, Tom. Anything on anything else on Herbert, Tom? I really hope he does great. I just talk him in the dynasty league. <laughs> that was not my purpose for asking that. I saw the faces. <laughs> Avoid the sophomore slump. I but I think the rookie year was so strong 
that like, how do you slump? I mean, it's going to be easy to slump from that. I mean, if he doesn't throw 30 touchdowns this year, are we going to call that a slump, but he throws 28 with no, 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 no way no. to me. I'm, I'm considering that a successful uh, year for him without a doubt. As long as he's near the range, it'll be, yeah. I do share your, um, your one, like, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I oh. do think that the need to have the number two, like you said, Mike Williams has to be healthy or it's got to be like Guyton or someone else. Well, let's move on to the team that finished in second place in the AFC West. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland, who we just they, they were about. looking for that guy, Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. They were looking for some guy <laughs> named Khalil Mack. We'll talk about the defense in a moment. Let's start with this, because I think this is an interesting question, because we've had this debate on the show before. And if you look at the numbers for one of these guys, his numbers aren't too shabby. So I'll ask you guys, who's on a hotter seat in in Vegas? Is it Derek Carr or is it John Gruden? It's 100% John Gruden. 100% John Gruden. So hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this as a follow-up. If the Raiders miss the playoffs again. You have to. John Gruden's going to get canned? You have to. You cannot go, what has it been, five years? I think he would be entering his fourth. No, it's not four. It's been way more than four. It's been a solid five years. Hold on. Well, anyway, even if you enter this season and you completely whiff on your expectations again, you cannot keep going with this coach. And and honestly – I don't even really think it's Gruden's fault. I think it's Mayock's fault. I think it starts with him. I think he's got the same type of Gruden mentality where I'm smarter than everybody. I can pick this guy who doesn't look like a number one talent or a first-round pick talent right now, but he'll be. He will be. I know it. Stop it. Stop quickly looking at me while he's looking in the mirror. He's that type of guy to me. Him and Gruden just are the same person in that aspect. And that's a bad thing to have. Sometimes the obvious answer is the obvious answer for obvious reasons. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's how the world works. So, yeah, I I think the problem starts with Mayock. But, yeah, if Gruden doesn't perform again, it's not Derek Carr's fault because he goes for 4,000 yards every season. He's completing 65% of his passes. Yeah. Uh, John Gruden was rehired in 2018. Okay, so this is entering his fourth year. Mm-hmm. I would think. Yeah, this, no. By the way, when you first put it in Google, they give you the first time he was actually hired by a team, which was 92. <laughs> All right, so this is entering his fourth year, time. and you have miserably failed expectations every single year. Yeah, he's got to go. Because, again, it's not Derek Carr's fault, because let me do a quick thing here. Let's look at Derek Carr's stats. So while you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on something you said because you you looked at Mayock, and I, I I don't disagree with you. The problem is Mayock was hired after Gruden was hired. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know if those two guys are on the same page okay. at all. So just just to do Derek Carr here, in his career he's had a 65 percent completion percentage every year he's played. Like close to that number. He's never had a completion percentage under 60. 
at his best, he's had 67, 70, 68, 62. So he's accurate. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. You know, last year, 27 touchdowns, only nine picks. The year before that, 21 touchdowns, only eight interceptions. 22 and 13, 28 and six. So he doesn't turn the ball over. He's accurate. And he's had over around 4,000 yards every season. It's not him. He plays every single time he's out there and everyone blames him. And it's like, he's a really, he's not, he's not in the homes, but he's a damn good quarterback. I agree with you. He's not the issue. The issue to me has been the defense has been horrible, especially the last two years. And the head coach, I personally think is in over his head. I mean, we saw some terrible draft picks. It looks like Alex Leatherwood has been very good so far this year. So maybe they did hit on a good tackle. But even him, everyone was saying he was going to be around in the second round. And everyone would thought that was a reach pick at the time. Because he so he knows more. He knows it's more reach you. after reach. And, I mean, unless I, – I don't doubt Alex Leatherwood's going to be good. I always thought he would be. But we thought it was a reach. And so he's got to hit on that pick first off. That's one way to start keeping your job. Hit on your picks, for God's sake. And, I mean, he was in the playoff hunt last year till the end pretty much, wasn't it? Weren't they? They they hung around, but they didn't have really many of the tiebreakers. Yeah, th- all right. So it was very slim chance. So they were they were around. You're right. Uh, they it's, just didn't. I don't think they had many of the tiebreakers. Like they've had now quite a few years to build this defense. It has not panned out. The defense last year, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me. They were probably bottom five and giving up yards. They were they near. <laughs> they were near the bottom. Yes, they, they gave. They just give up a lot of big plays and. Derek Carr can throw for 300 yards, but again, it's not going to matter when your defense is giving up 30 points. Uh, you know, yeah, like everyone looks at the two games they played against the Chiefs, and they beat the Chiefs the first time. They did, and they kept it close the second time. But look at some of the. I, I brought up the Dolphin game. I, like, there's no reason the Dolphins should win that game. No, there's but they no do way. because of that that boneheaded play where they grab Fitzpatrick's face mask and he completes that pass. And they should have lost to the Jets. If Greg Williams wasn't called zero blitz, they they lose to the Jets. Yeah, right. If they're not if they're not tanking for Trevor, that game is lost. Like yeah. I, I, realistically, this is not a knock on Henry Ruggs because I, I don't think the guy's going to be bad. But you had Judy there. And you had C.D. Lamb, and you're taking <laughs> rugs? Yep, because he knows all, like Noah said. He's smarter than everybody. Know. Exactly. Like, I like Josh Jacobs a lot. Darren Waller's a, Darren Waller's a really good tight end. It's almost like he's a hipster. He can't do whatever's mainstream. It's got to be something else. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> hear me out on this one, because I, I think it's Gruden, too. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't a man on an island. I think Gruden could come out at one point and say, you know what, guys? I haven't really been coaching. It's been Frank Caliendo impersonating me the entire time. (laughs) He should just give it up and go back in the Monday night booth. What worked for you in 2002 (laughs) isn't working anymore, obviously. I mean, the the Raiders. All right, let's talk about the other side of the ball. Let's talk the defense because it was not good. It was not pretty. Mm. They brought in Yannick Ngakwe. They made some other moves. But they hired Gus Bradley to be the defensive coordinator. Hmm. I mean, how do you turn this around? (laughs) 
I feel like the Raiders have should have a good defense, but they never do. Well, my thing <laughs> is this. One, I know they brought in Ngakwe to go with Max Crosby so they can maybe rush the passer. But those the, – the back end of that defense has been awful. And it yeah. continues to be awful. They don't put any effort into it. Well, no. I mean, they drafted – what was it two years ago? Damon Arnett at 18 or something like and that. And now, again, another like reach. Another reach. And it's just like, dude, no one same, had this. Well, like, at the same time, wasn't there another – wasn't there a really good corner sitting there when they took Damon Arnett? Could have been. I'm not I'm not sure. But, I mean, here's the thing. You could try to outsmart the people who do the mocks and this and that, but it hasn't worked. Yeah, no, it, it, like I said, got, there's a reason that sometimes the obvious reason, the obvious answer is the answer. Yeah, so uh, the, the Raiders, Raiders got a Raider. And, uh, and what's crazy is that they could be in the playoff hunt, they could be terrible. It, it, they're all over the place. Well, like I said, they could have those great wins, Kansas City, you know, and they play Kansas City. But like we said, they lost. They all they should have lost to the Jets. Yeah, and let's be honest. You know, I know it's KC, and that's a big win, but it's a division game. Every division game, I don't care how good the other team is and how bad you are, every division game will be close. Most of, or sorry, most division games are close because you know them so well. Every year, I, I, doesn't matter how good the uh, doesn't matter how good the Patriots were. You know, if they went to Miami. They were they were playing a tough game, uh, and, and the Raiders they're going to get tested early. They play the Ravens opening weekend. That's the oh, Monday night game. Murder. Then they go to Pittsburgh. Okay, winnable. And then they play the Dolphins. That I don't know if I I don't even know if I call that winnable. Then they how play, Tua goes right, and then they play the Chargers. Then they play the Bears. Okay. So they could be like three and two, two and three. Yeah. They, they, or or they could be, you know, one and four. Yeah. That's <laughs> the way it goes. All right. That's the Raiders. On to the, some team who won the AFC West this year. I, I was going to win it for the next 10 they're years. They're going to win it again. <laughs> and it's the Chiefs who went 14 and two. And. I really didn't have any questions because they really just they revamped the whole offensive line, and I really like how I really like what how they did it. I love the Joe Thune addition from New England. Kyle Long comes back out of retirement. They drafted a little bit on the line too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to butcher the name, but they're going to get Laurent. David Taroff back. He was a doctor in Canada and he decided to stay home and take care of COVID patients last year. Ah, so he'll very, be back. Obviously very commendable. Yes. <clears throat> Good job. And then and then you got this Mahomes guy. And you got this guy called Patrick Mahomes. He's pretty of, good at this football thing. And then, and then you got this guy on the sidelines named Andy Reid. I, I, oh. He's some know-nothing coach, right? He hasn't done anything. Uh, that's a Hall of Fame coach. That's a Hall of Fame coach. You don't disrespect me. And then, and then as, as if that's not enough, you got these two guys called Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I think they're both one of the best at, at their positions. And, and, and then if you stop them, 
You got this Clyde Edwards-Alaire guy who could be pretty good, too, in the backfield. And then if that's not – if you somehow do that, then their defense isn't too shabby. The, yeah, the, the defense last year, everyone laughed at it. They were 16th. They were middle of the pack because guess what? They that's need all they to, be. Have to be. That's all they have to be. <laughs> that is all they have to be. Because Mahomes can put up 50. Oh, my exactly. But they're so good. And look, they're going to have a fun schedule because, well, they're the best. They're one of the best teams, so they're going to have to have a fun schedule. They open, gonna- they open up with Cleveland. That is going to be that is such a fun game to watch. Right. Can watching. I be the one to bring this up? Start Chattahenny just for the lols. <laughs> just for the oh, wow. yes, just, just just for the first play, just hand off to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. All right, I tell you what, if there's like a fourth and one. Bring in Real Chad Eddie. <laughs> oh, like I would love the Eddie Reed. So I would, I would like just Andy for Reed, the troll, just for the troll level. <laughs> so they play Cleve, then they play Baltimore. Oh, always I mean, fun. that's always that game is awesome. Just Lamar versus Mahomes. Please give me 10. <laughs> uh, they play the Bills. Oh, my Walmart. god, oh, yes, yes, please. Uh, they go. They play the Cowboys. Listen, two great offenses. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, they play. They play the Packers at one point. Well, they yeah. deserve a hard schedule because they're the best. I just team. yeah. I just realized. No, the, but, but Tom, you call these hard games in there. They are, but they're also fun games. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I just realized this will be the first time that Dak plays Mahomes. Because ah. the last time the Cowboys played the Chiefs, it was Alex Smith. I certainly don't like when my team has to play Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Tom, good news. I don't think the Jets have to play the Chiefs. Yeah, we, we got it out of the way last year in the tank year. I think it was like 35 to 3. But yeah. Only giving up 35 to Patrick Mahomes in this day and age is like you did an all right job. <laughs> oh, they play the Titans at one point. Oof. Oh, the Chiefs do? Yeah. Oh, yes, please. Good game. Yeah, a lot of good games for the Chiefs. All right, so that's the AFC West. Again, we'll do predictions next week. You're going to hear I, all I, our predictions. I kind of have a gut feeling. I could that, be wrong that we're all taking the Chiefs in the AFC yeah, West. Yeah, by a landslide, maybe? Okay, NFC West, it's the best division in all of football, bar none. So – I texted with with our boy Adam earlier. Uh-huh. So I want to go through this with you guys too. So we're going to do we'll get to the teams in a minute. Let's just power rank the quarterbacks. All right. So uh, let me just roll off what Adam said. So at 4, he put Kyler Murray. Said mm-hmm. he has to prove it before I move him up, but it's close. Three, he put Jimmy Garoppolo, which fair. Two, he put Stafford. One, he put Russell Wilson. I 100% agree with that list. I uh, I do I do agree that Kyler needs to prove he's a fantastic quarterback before I move him up. Because here's the thing, we we keep forgetting Garoppolo did go to a Super Bowl and he's what 24 and eight. He's 24 and eight as a starter. He's, yeah. you know, he's proven that he's a starting Kyler QB. Kyler needs to really go above Garoppolo. But, yeah, then obviously two is Stafford. I think he's 
he's severely underrated. I, I, I love my, it's so weird because we always sit here and talk about how, oh, we think the Rams are a Super Bowl contender. My family has so, my dad and my brothers are always against what we think. I said Safford's going to be the best his career in the Rams. They're all like, oh, no, he's going to be, he'll just be fine. And that's it. And I'm like, what? Stafford on the Rams. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, Stafford, I think, is the second. Now that I think about it, maybe I would think about putting Garoppolo too. I mean, he did go to a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and he did play really well in said Super Bowl. So I, I would actually, yeah, I would go for Kyler, three Stafford, two Garoppolo, one Wilson. Wilson is easy to say. Okay. Yeah, I'm in agreement with Adam's list. And I also agree with him that it's very, very close between Kyler and Garoppolo. I think Kyler's ceiling is way higher uh, than Garoppolo's. But I think Jimmy G, like Noah said, has the record of actually being successful. Like I think we've said before, yards and touchdowns are all cool when you're a quarterback. But I think we all agree the most important thing we can get is wins. I mean, and he, and, and you're winning – no one's questioning your stats. No one's questioning how many yards you threw. In his for. career so far, Tom, the guy is 24 and 8. He's lost exactly. eight times. And the, you, the only argument you can make is he's had a great defense. That's true. But that's not the only thing that will win you games in the league. If you have the best defense in the league and the worst offense, you're probably going, what, 8 and 8? I mean, let's be real. Well, it's funny <laughs> because there were I watched a video the other day, and they were talking about Trent Dilfer when he played during the Ravens 2000 <laughs> run. And – Everyone was like, oh, and this one guy happened to be on, and he's like, I can't remember exactly who it was. And he's like, oh, yeah, everyone says he just managed the game. That's your job. That's your job yeah. as a quarterback. Exactly. Well, I, I think about the, the Mark Sanchez years with the Jets, the first year. Yeah. He doesn't have to win the games. Just don't turn the ball over exactly. and hand the just, ball off. And yeah, do your third job. down, make a throw. Yep. <laughs> So my one argument against Garoppolo is the best kind of ability is availability, mm-hmm. and he's had problems with that. And I'm not saying that's all his own doing. Um, if he can stay healthy, he's good. He's pretty good when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. That being said, he, there are times he's just not healthy. Kyler, for the most part, has been healthy, although – I do pull him down a couple of notches because they're eight and six last year going into week 16 and you're playing a banged up 49er team and a Ram team without Jared Goff in week 17. And you find a way to lose both those games. Yeah. Those were his two worst performances as quarterback. And And if it wasn't for that Hale Murray, they're they're even further back. Right. So I'm not going to say it's all on Kyler because I do think a part of it's also on Cliff Kingsbury who, We'll talk about him in a few minutes. But you got to find a way to get in. Mm-hmm. You got to find a way. But there's an extra they, wild card this year. They're giving it to you, basically. Yeah. So, but I, I agree with Adams. Like, I also think Russell Wilson versus Matthew Stafford is closer than people think. Mm-hmm. I do kind of agree, too, because we've seen Stafford for so long now play well. And you know my distaste for the Lions. He was doing that with the Lions. And I know I know he had Calvin Johnson, but that's one guy. Well, Tom, that was going to be my point. He had Calvin mm-hmm. Johnson for seven, eight years. But since then, what has he worked with? Kenny Golly's good. Murray yeah, Jones is okay. His numbers didn't go down that much for losing Calvin Johnson. I mean, I know he had the 5,000-yard season, 
That, that, that by the way, that season really was crazy with all those quarterbacks going for five thousand yards. But aside yeah. from that, he did that with Calvin Johnson. But he hasn't gone to crap. You know, he's been good ever since. On he's the only reason team. that he's the only reason they are even. They were even decent. Mm-hmm. That they were maybe six and ten, five and eleven. Like and next year with Jared Goff, we know that team's probably not winning many games. <laughs> Uh, well, again, we're going to do predictions next week. We can talk about the lines all day. But my, my, the other thing is, if you give Stafford the defense as Russell Wilson had early in his career, that team could have won the Super Bowl with Stafford. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and again, it's not a knock on Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson's great. Yeah. But, you know. Every, every quarterback – even the Mahomeses, it it a lot of it does come down to where you go. Yeah, well, and it, it depends on who's your coach. What's the system? I mean, again, this is not a knock on Patrick Mahomes, but it's no shock to me that the guy's fantastic when he goes into a system with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, a good running back, and Andy Reid. Well, no and, surprise. And, and think about it. Think about this too. They sat Mahomes a year. Yeah. They Alex Smith, and Alex Smith was putting up fantastic numbers Alex on that Smith team, was too. Great. Alex Smith was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Think, think, think about this. Had the Colts upgraded their offensive line sooner? Andrew Luck Andrew, would have been the Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck would still be playing football. 100%. And then, like, and just to go back to it, like, if Mahomes went to the Browns, he would not be the same guy he is today. Nope. He would not be. And again, he would still be talented. He would still probably be good, but he would not be the legendary guy he is right now. Right. It all did. A lot of it depends on where you go. Aaron Rodgers sat for four years, went to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But everyone talks about Eli and, and Rivers in that 04. Big Ben went to Pittsburgh. All he's done is won two Super Bowls also. Yeah. You know, Philip Rivers, as great as Philip Rivers was, those two guys won the Super Bowls, and everyone looks down at Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers had a tremendous career. Mm-hmm. Just didn't win. Yeah. All right. So let's get going in the NFC best. We'll start with the team who finished in last place. The San Francisco 49ers finished with a record of six and ten. Does that reflect their talent, though? That does not reflect their talent. We are going to talk about why they went 6-10 and 10 in a moment. Because a lot of things could be blamed for them going 6-10. and 10. In particular, MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Hey, bring, so, bring us into this. I alerted. We we kind of talked about this area. So, week one, you guys are leaning Jimmy G? Yeah. Yeah, at this point. I mean, Trey Lance has done okay in the preseason. I just don't think he's ready. He's a guy that needs to sit down for a couple, like a year or so, and wait it out. I also wonder if if Sean uh, Sean Kyle Shanahan draws off some some packages for Trey Lance. That's yeah. definitely possible. Definitely. You, know, that, you don't want to keep some, him standing there the whole time. Yeah, no? that that's something. Just because, also, I just said Garoppolo has an injury history. If he well, keeps. And- I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. If you keep Trey Lance fresh and he knows the offense, there's your guy. And another big thing, too, to remember is Jimmy G's on the last year of his contract, isn't he? Uh, I I think they can cut him without any. Oh, yeah, they can. Let me look. 
or something like along those lines where it would it might be a more likely scenario that they it, it becomes more likely that they could get rid of them if they wanted to and trade him or cut him or something like that. So I'm not sure. I thought it was at the end of the, I think you're there at the end of this deal because he signed the big deal in 20 yeah, 2018 and it was a four no it was a five year deal. five years so he's got one more year after so he's, he's under contract through next year, or 2023 but again you if they could they could move him if he plays well enough you get it you get a nice tough trade off from somebody right. you might think about it right and if you can't retain money all right, so everyone's on the page of Jimmy G week one. Yeah, I, I would yeah. be. Okay, so let's get into why the Niners realistically went six and ten. Now, they did lose their defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, hmm. to the Jets. He's going to be their head coach. But the reason they went six and ten is because everyone got hurt. And when yes. we mean everybody, we mean everybody. We mean everyone. Jimmy Garoppolo went down. Mostert. George Kittle went down. Mostert went down. Bosa. Nick Bosa went down. Solomon Thomas. So everyone, everyone, everyone you could think of on that team got hurt. So, like, there was – it was almost – it almost became funny of how many injuries they just had. It was like, can you have any more? Definitely very Although, unlucky. Although I think that says a lot about Kyle Shanahan is that he had that many injuries and he still managed six wins in that division. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane. They were funny for good. a playoff spot until week like sixteen, until they were yeah. officially eliminated. Well, yeah. The Niners, I think they were maybe eliminated a little bit earlier, but maybe not. They, they were time. around, right? Yeah. And what and what they do week sixteen? They put a damper on the Cardinals' playoff chances. Mm-hmm. And they play you tough. Yeah. Now, I do want to see what that defense looks like without Robert Sal, but it's the same personnel. Yeah, the talent level is still off the charts. It's, uh, there's a reason why this is the best division in football. The Niners going 6-10 and 10 with all the injuries they had is a big reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, let's go to the team that finished in third place. With a record of eight and eight, the Arizona Cardinals. So I did it before with the Raiders. Who's got more pressure? Cliff Kingsbury? Kyler Murray. This one's interesting because I would say I I'm not sure. I'm actually gonna go a little off off the wall here. I think it's dead even. I think they okay. both have the same amount of pressure on them because if you look at Kingsbury's side, it's Okay, you sh- you know, I actually you know what I'm gonna go Kingsbury just for one reason. Kyler was his guy, so if Kyler doesn't work, that's not on. Ki- it's almost not on Kyler. It's on Kingsbury because the ownership's gonna look at him and go, "This was your guy. We gave up on John on Josh Rosen after one year because you wanted him, and he's not working." So I would definitely say Kingsbury actually. Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, Kingsbury because I think there was just a lot of higher expectations for him too. 
uh, with this team, it could, especially once they had uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I guess this does go both ways, but I'm inclined to think the pressure's more on him because he was billed as this like genius kind of that could fit a perfect offense that was going to be up there with these NFC West teams. And uh, it hasn't come to total fruition, but it's close in my opinion. So I think if he takes a big step back again, you're going to question this system. You're not, I don't think you're going to question Kyle Murray as much, you know? Yeah. I'm with you guys. I think it's on Kingsbury too. I, I think Kyler owns some of this. Mm -hmm. I don't think he owns all of it because I do think there are certain things that have missed on this team. Offensive line has been inconsistent. Defense is going to look different. We'll hit on that in a second. And they fought, they did get him DeAndre Hopkins, and early on that was that was some connection early on. Oh yeah, the first like five weeks they were oh, killing it. The Hale Murray. Hail I, Murray. I still can't believe Hopkins came down with that ball. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how he did either. Yeah, so I, I'll go with I'll agree with you guys. It's Cling, Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, I alluded to the defense. They made a major signing on defense. His name is J.J. Watt, and he signed a two-year contract with the Arizona Cardinals. You're going to put him on the other side of Chandler Jones, who missed most of last year with a biceps injury. So my question to you guys, what kind of impact will J.J. Watt have? On this team, he's not gonna be a producer like he was in Houston. His 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 prime days are much behind him. You know, mm-hmm. no, no, not to him, but it just is. Time comes for everybody, and, and his time, I think, is just more up than it is now. His job is to be an aura, is to be a presence, is to have that threat of he could break out. So where the deep the offense has to take notice. So hopefully you don't notice Chandler Jones coming around the outside and, and getting sacks. Yeah, he's he's just there to be a presence, honestly. He might get a couple. He could definitely get a couple if he wants to, but he's not going to be the 14-and-a-half, 15-sack guy he was in Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I set the over-under at 10? I would definitely take the under. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I think the defense will get better for sure. But I don't think this is, uh, you know, as, as game-changing as it would have been signing J.J. Watt five years ago, obviously. I think there's con- I think there's legitimate concern about his health. Uh, this guy's been through a lot. I mean, he's been through a lot of injuries. He's been through a lot. So, uh, no, I'm definitely not saying he's going to get automatic 10 sacks. I'm not saying he's going to be a non-factor, but I think it's somewhere in the middle uh, as a, you know, a decent player who can really – teach young defensive players, you know, a lot of the things that, because experience I think is the most valuable thing you can get to teach anybody. If, if Watt has five sacks, I'd be impressed. Yeah. I, I think he'll be in that range. I think he'll be a five sack, six sack player this year. Personally. Um, Seven and a half sacks for JJ Watt. I uh, just got to one-up us. It's certainly possible. Listen, I mean, he's still I would have 10, but you said no on 10, and I do think 10 is a little much. Oh. But Chandler Jones is a guy who two years ago led the league or was near the top of the league. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get his. J.J. Watt's going to get his. And, Tom, you brought the injuries. Here's the thing. He's not by himself anymore. 
in Houston, this is not a knock. He was by himself because Clowney was either hurt or, or Clowney wasn't getting to the quarterback. Yeah. <clears throat> now yeah. you have a guy who gets to the quarterback. So all that weight on his back gets removed. Definitely. Plus you got a guy uh, in the back end of this defense named Buda Baker, who might be the best pass rushing safety in the league right now. He's that good. They did release Patrick Peterson and replaced him with Malcolm Butler. This defense has some signs. Okay, so they signed two veterans on offense this year. Two guys who we may not have the best beliefs in. So who has a bigger impact on this offense? James Conner, A.J. Green. A.J. Green. I, I'm I'm off the Connor bandwagon. I after he had one amazing year that he did nothing. I I don't believe in in James Connor right now. Uh, I'm just, like I don't mean to be that harsh to him, but there's no I have no reason to hope for James Connor. AJ Green I've at least seen have gr- great seasons. Connor I've seen once. Uh, so the question, who's going to have the bigger impact? I do actually think it will be James Conner. I don't think James Conner is going to be amazing, but I think he'll have the more of the impact because uh, last year they were kind of struggling with the running back position. They were starting Chase Edmonds. Again, I'm not going to knock Chase Edmonds, but if Chase Edmonds is your number one running back, that's not a good thing. I think you've got to bring in someone else to lean on. And I think James Conner, although I agree, no, he's not that great, and I don't have a lot of hope. I think his impact of getting 10, 15 carries maybe a game is going to help this team a lot compared with A.J. Green when they've already got Christian Kirk and um, DeAndre Hopkins out there catching passes. So so I think they're both going to have an impact there. I think they're going to have impacts in different ways. James, kind of time, you talked about the run game, short yardage situations, and you don't have to run Kyler Murray. Yeah. That's going to be beneficial for them. Where I think A.J. Green is the most valuable for them is in the red zone. Because if you take away Hopkins, there's no one else on this team that – Kirk was too inconsistent getting open. Everyone else – I mean, they were throwing touchdowns to Dan Arnold, the tight end. You now have A.J. Green, who's a prime red zone target. Big guy, just go get it. Use him as that. Go up and get it, A.J. Green. The the same way I would have thought if A.J. Green was off the market, they could have signed Dez to do the same, do a similar thing. Yeah, definitely. So I think for the red zone, it's A.J. Green. For short yard, it's going to be Connor. But both need to have an impact for the Cardinals. Okay, on to the team who finished in second place. The Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis. We could talk about this all we want. They lost the divisional round to some guy named Darren Rodgers. Now they go out and they add Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. We're talking upgrade here. So we have to talk about the presence of Stafford and what it's going to bring. And to me, it opens up this offense because now Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, everyone else at receiver go down the field because not everything's going to be these five, six, seven-yard passes. 
100%. The, now this is just a new element in the Sean McVay offense that could be really beautiful for the Rams. Absolutely. I This this Rams team is primed. They just – they Goff was good, but the big problem that I always said with Jared Goff was if he got pressured, he panicked. Just the watch dude, the Dolphin game from last yep. year. Yep. He, he, any pressure, dude panics. Stafford, he stands in the pocket. He'll deliver passes. It doesn't matter if there's five guys coming towards him. That dude's a tough little guy, and he'll he'll take it, and he'll deliver the ball to where it needs to go. Absolutely. You said the word, Mike, upgrade. I think they upgraded because Jared Goff, although the yardage was sometimes there or whatnot, to me he never seemed like he was going to be a guy that was going to take these teams far. Uh, you know, maybe get you to a playoff game with that outstanding defense, and then he just would lay down and die. And I think Matthew Stafford is the complete opposite, like Noah said, a guy that's going to take these hits. He's not going to buckle under a little bit of pressure. So I think that all the hype around this team is very much warranted. I think they're strong. They've got great receiving core. Uh, The run game is the one question because they lost Cam Akers. How good is Daryl Henderson going to be? Well, wait a second. Because that's that's because they got a new video game system. They got the Sony Michelle Express, man. Oh, how could I forget? Honestly, that's good. I didn't realize they 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 made that move yesterday for a couple of picks. They got Sony Michelle, and I know Sony Michelle love that edition. Yeah, yeah, and I know Sony Michelle hasn't been like the fantasy guy who gets you thirty points a week, but he's useful, and the Patriots underutilized them and they didn't use them in the right situations and i think that the rams the fact that they would have went out and got him they know what was wrong of using him and i think they're going to be able to use him well and they definitely need some depth at that running back position because i think daryl henderson's good but i don't know if he's ready to be a bell cow you know well cam Akers is out like you said malcolm brown left in free agency to the dolphins so now you're looking at Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, and a kid they drafted out of Maryland named Jake Funk. Yep, who, again, probably available in all your uh, leagues. So might want to get him just because he's going to get carries. Yeah, he's a pretty funky dude. He's a funky, yeah. he's a funky guy. But, but Great name. I, I, the thing for me, and Tom, I think you, you would get this too because we watch a lot of the Patriots. <clears throat> they have – seven running backs yeah they use it in a game sony michelle oh then there's james white burkhead damian harris oh then cam can run with the ball a little <laughs> run reverses with receivers shane marine oh he's probably shane gone marine back in the day <laughs> legarrett blunt just comes out of nowhere blunt comes out of and he's at the one yard line brandon bolden was around brandon bolden yeah <laughs> like you can't trust the new england running back Fantasy wise, but I think Sony Michelle when they won that Super Bowl in what was it nineteen? Yeah, nineteen. You know that he was so instrumental to that team on on yeah. their way to that Super Bowl. It yeah, was him. Gronk is a blocker. He has something. He's young. He's fast. Mm. I love this move for the Rams. Yes, yeah, yeah, such absolutely. a good move. I didn't know they did. Yes, they do it. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. So I wanted to wait for this question until next week. 
But I'll ask it now. Maybe I'll re-ask it again, depending on if stuff happens. Are the Rams the biggest threat to the Bucks in the NFC? Because I think they are. <clears throat> Probably. But I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to leave that a little open-ended. Okay, so yeah. let, me ref- let me rephrase it. Sorry to cut you off now. Is the winner of this division the biggest threat to the Bucs? Yes, I do okay. think. Because Seattle, I cannot rule out Seattle. I can't rule out Russell Wilson. I know I've knocked the defense. I knocked the Jamal Adams thing, whatever. I still think that team could easily win 13, 14 games and, and go back to the Super Bowl. Because I love Russell Wilson that much. And I, I think the Lockett-Medcalf duo is so good. That team could easily do it again. But I'm lower on them than I usually would be. And I think the Rams are probably better. Yeah, I would definitely the winner of this division is the best chance to dethrone the, the Bucks. Well, you guys know my answer to that question, then, because I think the Rams are winning this division. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. On to the team who won the division last year. Lost in the wild card round to the Rams. That would be the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. And, Tom, I'm so happy you, you talked about two guys because who's going to have the bigger year, DK or Tyler Lockett? <laughs> uh, let me go. I'll say DK just because it's it's a bit of a transition, I think, to making him the number one guy here. And he's going to be the big target, I think. And when Russell Wilson throws, you know, his classic big shot downfield, I'm looking for DK Metcalf. I'm looking for Lockett on a lot of other plays, though. I think Lockett's going to catch his fair share of passes for sure. But I think DK is going to be the number one for a while here, and I think that really ramps up this year. Yeah, I'm trusting him. with. If I'm Russell Wilson, I'm trusting him the most. I trust Lockett, but I want to get my hands in that big guy. I mean, Tom, how how – Happy must you be to be Russell Wilson right now? You got DK Metcalf as your number one. Oh, he gets he's double covered. He's double covered. Cool. I got Tyler Lockett. Yep, it's deadly, and he does that so well. Fight getting to the other guy that's not as covered. That's something he does so good. Oh, he does it so well. I <laughs> all I can remember is uh, not not this past year, but the year before. There was a game where they played the Rams. I believe it was on Thursday night or something. And Russell Wilson just throws a dime to Tyler Lockett, like the back of the end zone. It's just, he's such a good passer of like, oh, that guy's double covered. Okay, there you go. And just as a little added bonus here, anytime these NFC West divisional games are happening, it's like half to watch. All oh, right. Absolutely. I mean, there's so great games. The, the Niners can beat the Rams on any day. You know, the, the Rams can beat the, the Seahawks. It's just perfect. I love this division. <laughs> Okay, so I'm with you guys. I'd go DK too, mainly because have you seen him without his shirt? Dude is jacked. Yeah, that's and just who got, I want the ball. To. And I'll be honest with you, I still remember when he they picked him, and there's that video of him entering the Seahawks draft with no shirt on. Oh, Pete, Ca- Pete Carroll takes his shirt off. <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. It's a good environment. All right. Is this defense good enough? They did I, lose Shaq Griffin, I, who's going to go to who went to Jacksonville. But I, I, I don't know about this defense. I have to see it before I give you yeah. that answer. I have to see it actually perform because Bobby Wagner is still great. He's oh yeah, really, really yeah. Jamal Adams. I don't He's, know. 
He's, he's got not his good in pass coverage. He can no, make his impact on the game, but he's not the all-around. You know, you can't stick him on a tight end and have him shut down the tight end. See, you know, here's the thing, high. though, Tom. Hmm. If he can become that, look out. Yeah, if he, if he can learn how to cover man-to-man, I think – well, I mean, I'm a big man-to-man, man-to-man guy. I think that's all you need to do in football is cover your guys and you win, right? I mean, that's just the way I think about it. Maybe I'm too simple. He can't do that right now. He needs to learn how to do that. And once if he does, that's a really scary player. <laughs> yeah, because at, at any point, they just be like, all right, uh, quarterback and go. Yep, and he can jaw the ball loose. I mean, yeah. Um, especially if you use him in Madden. Oh, my God, they made him a little too overpowered. You hit stick, the ball goes flying 50 feet in the air. <laughs> yes, but I, I have to see them perform before I can say, like, oh, they're they're good or they're not. And here's the thing. If he's going to play that nickel corner slot corner, think about the matchups. In Arizona, you're going to have either Kirk in there. You're going to have A.J. Green in there, a couple of other guys. The Rams, they could use Cup in there, Woods in there, Van Jefferson. The Niners are going to put George Kittle in there. Yeah. That's a mismatch. You've got to cover these guys. You've got to find a way to cover. Uh, they also have to get to the quarterback, and they acquired Carlos Dunlap, and he should be back. I think he resigned with them. Uh, you called it. You called that one, Mike. Yeah, uh, you know, once in a while, you got to get these things <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you know, it's a shame, Noah, that Moser just can't believe I'm a. I could. Do I'll never. GM I'll game. never forget you calling that. You said, "Oh, I'm, I think of one." Carlos Dunlap goes to Seattle. Literally the next morning, I wake up to Carlos Dunlap traded to Seattle. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Nostradamus, what could I say? So I don't dislike this, Stevens. I'm with you guys. I want to see it before I, you know, believe, believe. It's not the Legion of Boom, that's for sure. No, no, it's not. And that's the thing. Okay, so I want to go to this really quick, and then we can end it. We heard about the Russell Wilson rumors all offseason. That was the thing. Do you think he's truly invested in the Seahawks, or let's say they lose in the wild card round or miss the playoffs entirely this year? Do we see them circulate again next offseason? I, I think they circulate him next offseason if they do lose, just because he's look, and I I've always mostly been on the side of the player with this, but he's one of those guys. He's kind of like a Rogers, where hey. I want better offensive linemen, but I also want fifty million a year. <laughs> he, but I want more money. Okay, dude. Well, if we give you this more money, we could have used that on alignment. Like, if we give you an extra five, five, seven million a year, we could have used that on alignment. You yeah, know, right. it, it, it's. I think it's a very hard thing to do. And look, trading Russell Wilson would be a devastating blow to the Seahawks. But look, at least you'd get a damn good haul for it he'll, I, I th- th- he'll also be 33 in november yeah so i i think this if if they underperform if they miss the playoffs somehow or they lose in the first round i think you see trade talks with russell wilson go down hmm. you know it's really hard to say i don't know too much about what the situation is or why he's angry i would assume it has something to do with, like, kind of what Noah said. The offensive line's crap. I mean, it's not good. The guy runs He's for his running. life every game. <laughs> exactly. That would make me angry. But, again, like Noah said, the guy's making how much money, you know, with 
you ha- it's not like we can just focus on you and an offensive line. There's a whole other side of the ball that needs help. And guess what? They just gave Jamal Adams how much freaking money? I mean, it's so funny, Tom, because, you know, we, everyone sits here and goes, how do you build a winning franchise? How do you get players in the cap era? It's easy. A guy named Brady does it in Tampa Bay. Oh, hey, we're going to lose this guy. All right, take 10 million off my salary and give it to him. Exactly. And some people are too large for that or their egos are too big to make less money. And I think it's a shame. And I think Russell Wilson in that case, when he's running around for his life, I hope the extra 10 million was worth it. I mean, exactly. Greed is a rough thing, although that's, you know, we're not going to talk about that, but it can kill you. (laughs) I think it's the, the other thing is he he needs this line. The line has to be. Yeah. I I don't want to sound like I'm panicking because the team still was in first place last year. No, no. I just brought it up because it was a topic of conversation yeah. this offseason. And look, this is a team that went 12 and four last year. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I am slightly panicked a little bit for him and the offensive line and his health. I know the team's good. I still, I bet you when I pick the teams next week, they're probably going to win a lot of games, but I'm slightly panicked about what's going to happen. Well, because, year. yeah, because they're one of those teams where you, you might look at a defense like, say, um, who did we just talk about? The uh, Rams? No, the one that has a great ups front set. The, uh, the Raiders. They oh, sign okay. in Godway and they have Crosby. That might be a team, just say if they need a team like that, that could upset the Seattle Seahawks because, yeah, they're, they're not covering anybody, but Russell Wilson has no time to throw. Hmm. Yeah. And utilize Chris Carson more. Mm-hmm. Crying out loud, you, you signed him, use him. But we'll wait and see on the Seahawks situation. But listen, the NFC West is best division in football. Cannot wait. Two weeks from tonight in Tampa Bay. There'll be Brady in the box and Prescott in the Cowboys. Well, hold on. We think it'll be Dak in the Cowboys. It's going to be Dak in the Cowboys. He's fine. You claim that, and I'm still – Concerned. The more we get to it now, I can't believe this is still a question. Like, how is this still a question? Like, please just tell me he's all right. Soon enough, you're going to get a rumor that Jerry Jones called Troy Aikman about taking snaps. I, 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 oh. All right. So, two weeks from tonight, season opener. Next week, we're going to do our predicts, prediction special. Every division, we'll go through the playoffs, we'll do some awards as well. But until then, for Tom Russo, Noah Trombley, I'm Mike Rifkin. You've been listening to the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week, everybody, and namaste.